Do you want to know what's going on at 1265 Lombardi Avenue? What's next for the pack? Let's check in with our green and gold insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And uh, let's go back to Sunday, Ryan. Um, in the grand scheme of things, how impressive a win was this for the Packers? They did to a bad team what you should do to a bad team. Uh, no different than what they've done at other times uh, this this over the course of this season. The difference being that only half of the Bears is bad, and the, the half of the Bears that is bad is putrid. I mean, that, that offense and Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback situation, it's a mess. Uh, but... The Bears do have a very capable defense, even without Akeem Hicks. That, that, that's a very strong defense that the Packers marched up and down the field on. And, you know, it reminded me, Bill, that coming out of Indianapolis, they only put together half a game, but they were there was a pep in their step even after that loss because they felt like that half, that first half they put together against the Colts, they felt like they found another gear there. And they really did continue that and carry that into – uh, this this you know Sunday night game against the Bears, and if they're able to, to do what they did up front with the offensive line, the quarterback playing the way he is, commit to the run game the way they did, this could be a very difficult offense to stop. So the question that we've been asking is: Is the offense alone good enough to, to you know to carry the Packers to a Super Bowl this year? You know, it, the offense is very good. I I feel like. It's almost a bit exaggeratory to say that the offense is alone. And I'm not here to say that the Packers' defense is good. It's not good. The Packers do not have a good defense. But they have a better defense than 2016. They have a better defense than that defense that got ran off the field in the Georgia Dome. This is not the worst. It's really not even close to the worst Packers' defense that they've had over the last decade. So I don't think that the Packers' offense necessarily has to do it alone. Um, and in the past couple of weeks, I do think that you're starting to see some more pass rush productivity. Uh, you're starting to see some more takeaways, which through the first half of the season was just the, the plague that, that was absolutely missing from, from this defense was the inability to take away the football after having 25 last year. They just couldn't do it. Well, now the, the last couple of weeks they've, they've done that. Um, if those things continue, they don't need a good defense with this offense. To me, that's, that, that's, that's really how I look at it. They, they're not. I don't think the Packers' offense is doing it alone, but the Packers' offense is good enough with an average defense to go out and win a Super Bowl, especially in this NFC where there is no one dominant team. There is no, no one team that is clearly head and shoulders above the rest. The Packers, it's wide open for the Packers, and I, I, I do think that they have more defense than they've had in the past to be able to support what they're doing offensively. Was this game for Preston Smith one of his better um, don't get me wrong, it's not a great offensive line, it, but but the fact that he was setting the edge, seemed more engaged, a little more combative, I guess, uh, in the defensive trenches, was this a better game for Preston Smith? Well, it's certainly the most productive game he had this season, right? I mean, he got into the end zone, he had a sack. Um, goodness, it had been so long since, since he had any kind of real consistent production um, as a pass rusher. So I, I do think it was his most productive game, and, and it's really not a coincidence when you draw the, the line of outside linebackers coach Mike Smith saying last week that Preston Smith is not rushing the way he wants him to rush. Um, 
Mike, Mike Pettin admitting that you know, Preston Smith's not having the season that he had last year, and then they take a step further, and he's not on the field for the first snap. Rashawn Gary gets the start over Preston Smith. Um, they held Preston Smith's feet to the fire. They, they held him accountable for, for his play last week, and, and he goes out, and lo and behold, he has his most productive game of the year. So, um, you know, it, I, it, it, the question is obviously can he build on that? Is it a one game and then he reverts back to, to where he was, or does he continue to progress and, and be for the remainder of this year the player that the Packers absolutely know he can be? Um, that's what we need to see. But I mean, for one game, it, it was very much cause and effect that the Packers held him accountable and he went out there and produced. Um, Aaron Rodgers talked about and went almost overboard in talking about the relationship with the coach, the play calling, the scheme. Um, I, we all know Aaron Rodgers is very pointed in what he says, and there's a reason that he says it. What are you, what are you thinking when you hear him give so much praise to the head coach? I think he's happy in the offense right now. I think he's really comfortable in the offense. One of the best signs that you have of, of how comfortable a quarterback is in an offense is how quickly is he getting rid of the football. And all season, Aaron Rodgers has been getting rid of the football in lightning speed. Uh, it's been a completely night and day polar opposite of last year where it very much looked, the offense looked like a car running without oil all of 2019. It has been very smooth, very greased up this year. And, uh, again, I, I, I think that the quarterback is just pleased with, with the way things are going schematically. He was also asked, why are you getting rid of the football so quickly? And he said the scheme is getting guys open. I, that, that's, that's how he feels right now. He feels that when he gets the ball from center, he's looking at open receivers that are being schemed up to give him options on a play, and, and he's not wasting time getting to those options. So, um, you know, there, there's, there certainly seems to be a lot of love going back and forth from the head coach and the quarterback. Matt LaFleur said in his eyes Aaron Rodgers is, is, is the MVP and that, there's not another quarterback he'd want on his team. So it, it certainly has been reciprocated from the head coach. And, and you can see that on the field. Uh, you know, it's always the chicken or, or the egg. Are, are they pleased with each other uh, because they like each other, or are they pleased with each other because of what's happening on the field, or is what's happening on the field because they're pleased with each other? The, the product on the field is good right now for that offense. And as a result, I think you've got a very happy head coach and a very happy quarterback. Defensively, I know uh, Matt LaFleur addressed the fact that they got a couple of scores uh, the Bears did late in that contest, and he talked about, well, you know, some things you play soft, you're giving it up, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, is it excuse-making for a defense that just gave up some scores, or is that the way they scripted it? It's certainly not what you want. When, when you have a 41-10 to 10 lead, you'd like to be able to put in your backup quarterback. And there was multiple times, and Bill, I <laughs> – I retweeted you during the game. Uh, you asked the question, is it Tim Boyle time? And as, as I was seeing your tweet in my timeline, I'm looking down at the sideline and Tim Boyle's grabbing a football and t- bringing it to Elton Jenkins and going through snaps. Yes, it, it was Tim Boyle time. There was one problem. The defense couldn't keep the Bears out of the end zone. It, it, so, no, it, it became very much not Tim Boyle time. Um, the, the bottom line is, it's glass half empty or glass half full, either way you look at it. When the game was competitive, the Packers' defense did exactly what it needed to do against a terrible Bears offense. It dominated the Bears' offense when the game was competitive. Did it let off the gas in the fourth quarter? Absolutely no question. Is that a problem? Against good offenses, it could have been. It wasn't a problem Sunday night. So there's some teaching tape to go forward. 
But all in all, this this was a Packers defense that that did what it needed to do against a bad Bears offense, and and not only kept them in check, but made plays and extended the lead, got got into the end zone on the scoreboard. There were definitely, if there were some teaching tape, there were some things that that they can feel good about and, and kind of uh, build off of as well. Talking with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette. Now you start to look ahead and you say, okay. Uh, the Packers should beat a bad Philadelphia team. Uh, I guess the next real test is going to come when they face either Carolina, who gave uh, the Vikings all they wanted, or maybe Tennessee. Obviously, the Bears are going to face at the end of the season. This team's going to end up 12-4, and 13-3, and three, and still one of the top teams in the NFC. Um, you tell me what team you think gives them the most problem. I think Russell Wilson be a heck of a matchup for this defense to handle. Um, you know, and if if they can, if that Seattle defense can can play the way it did against again a terrible offensive line in Philly and and a quarterback that that's really searching right now, Carson Wentz. But if it can just play well enough, the best player in the NFC very well might be. Apologies, there, Rodgers might be Russell Wilson. Uh, that that would be a really tough matchup for this. Uh, and then on the other side, you know that. If they had to go and and look at the the Bucks defense again after how much they struggled uh, blocking up that defensive front early in the season, that that could be a challenge too. So um, it depends on I think it depends on which hat you're wearing. Are, are you calling the plays for the Packers offense like Matt Lafleur, or are you trying to scheme up against an, uh, an offense like like Mike Pettin? Um, your your answer is Seattle's offense or, or Tampa Bay's defense, uh, depending on the side of the ball you're on. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I, I do. You have any concern about New Orleans? I mean, it, New Orleans uh, when Drew Brees comes back, do you think that's a team that they can still match up well against the way they did second week of the season? You know, I I can't say that that I would. That doesn't mean that the Saints can't beat the Packers. Uh, certainly, they could. That game week three was was a good game. Uh, it was a game that even even on the road and in, in the Superdome that the, the, the Packers were. Uh, it's a very well. They, they needed to make plays at the end to win that game. They very well could have lost it. It's just Drew Brees' arm strength. It, it just it, it limits what you can do offensively. Um, I know that he's re- lightning quick getting rid of the ball, and he's got the, the the mind to diagnose plays and get through his progressions, and, and that can really neutralize a pass rush, and it can make things very difficult for you defensively. But at, at the end of the day, if you don't have to respect the quarterback's ability to throw it down the field, it it, it really it takes away half the game. Uh, so that, that's, you know, I, I, I think uh, the, the deep ball that Russell Wilson throws, the fact that Tom Brady's still slinging it, uh, to me, both of those quarterbacks would, would be scarier in, in January than Drew Brees. Good stuff as always. We'll chat later uh, later on this week, okay? All right. Take care, Bill. Appreciate it. There you go. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Also, PackersNews.com. Find him on Twitter at ByRyanWood. At ByRyanWood. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to SchneiderJobs.com.